Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to the WBRX Wake Up Call, 8.30 a.m. I know we've got a, all of us have a very busy schedule, probably, um, you know, leading up to uh, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Day week and all that comes with that, and uh, we're excited about the things that we have going on as a company and excited about what's taking place, uh, you know, within our executive board, some really good things. So, you know, I, I can tell you that, um, you know, moving forward down to 2022, we've got a, a you know, the roadmap is continuing to get more crystallized. We've got more and more new activity and new growth and things that, um, you know, are going to start paving the path for us. As most of you know, um, one, you know, one of the uh, new occurrences that took place last week is we had, um, uh, actually, I'm going to try to do the best job I can. I, I don't believe that uh, he is on the call at this moment, but I wanted to announce uh, Mr. Nicholas Nick Evanhoff um, has joined the team as a PPC member. Uh, he's a general counsel and chief legal officer, advisor to public and private equity-backed companies, uh, M&A securities, finance, and operations expertise, upstream oil and gas focus. So we're excited about, um, about Nick's new participation involvement with the company. And, uh, you know, congratulations to uh, Gail Kenny for, uh, you know, having, you know, going out and sponsoring Nick into the business. That'll be, she's going to have a very Merry Christmas. That'll be a nice little payday over $14,000. So she'll be able to take those earnings and do whatever she likes to do around Christmas time. And we encourage um, everybody to, you know, continue to, you know, finish out the month of November, uh, do everything that you can to, you know, accumulate as much business as possible because, I can just tell you that getting paid at that time, you know, that time of the year particularly is always, it's always a benefit and a nice, uh, you know, a nice result. We all, you know, I just, as a, you know, involved within the company and, and all the things that we're, we're doing here, you know, we just love the fact that we have an opportunity to pay people good commissions and, and give them an opportunity to continue to build a business. And most importantly, I think what's exciting, uh, you know, about that occurrence is we have others that are out there, you know, they're, they're kind of sharing the, the, you know, the news. They're letting people know, hey, as of the end of December, beginning January 1, we have an entirely new, uh, you know, a value for each rank within the business that will be coming into play. And I know several of you have some big things out there, you know, that, that are, you know, potentials for you, you know, in terms of building the business. So, you know, we just encourage that, guys. We, you know, and I, I, I think when people ask me, I said, Barry, you know, tell me what you're most excited about within the company. I just tell them, it's the, it's the leadership that we're developing. It's the, it's the people that are getting on board and uh, the backgrounds that they have, their understandings of business, the marketplace. It, it's a huge advancement because when you have a strong leadership team internally, then you're going to have a great result on the outside a lot of people don't understand that this is a business that you build from, we've said it over and over, and I'll just repeat myself, you build it from the inside out, not from the outside in, uh, just like the core of an apple. The apple is always going to become as large as the core is. And so one of the things that we look to accomplish is to continue to add good, strong leadership or good, strong people into that leadership team so that collectively we can work together and we can build and have a strong outcome. And if you look at the, you know, the folks that we've already had involved within the organization, you know, the, the Davisons, and you look at, you know, Mitchell and, and his wife, you know, you look at Patty and her husband, 
just the backgrounds, the the overall uh, things that these people have been involved with. You look at uh, Mr. Trahan and you look at Michael Vandeveer, just all, all the people you know, that we have that, that have gone out and have had successful backgrounds in other areas, but now they're involved here and they're looking for a path and a way to make this another successful journey <clears throat> or another successful um, you know, result in their journey of, of building and developing various businesses and, and a lot of things that they've done. So <clears throat> we encourage that. We're excited about that. And as we move forward, we're going to continue uh, to emphasize that, you know, because I, I think that everyone here realizes 2022 is, is a, right here, right? And so what we do, the plans that we lay out, the strategies, the tactics to be able to go out and open new markets, and it's a concept that, uh, you know, we talk about. What does that really mean when we say open new markets? Well, many of you, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> excuse me, many of you have had contacts in people that you know of that may not live, you know, necessarily where you are every day, wherever that may be. Now, if you're in the Houston Metroplex area, gosh, the Houston Metroplex area covers such a, it's such a broad footprint, all the way down from League City to Conroe, Texas, and as far west as out in Katy, and then as far east, you know, depending upon where you are on the eastern part of, of the city. But, but all that being said, I mean, you, you know, you've got a big footprint, and we have a nucleus of people that have, have kind of, we've cultivated and we've brought into the fold and this leadership team here. But each one of you have a sphere of influence and contacts that are in other cities and in other states, right? And so the, the challenge is that you have to do everything that you can to build and develop your, your team here, and that gives you a revenue stream. It gives you an income opportunity to go out and develop new markets. So we know how important that is. For example, if I'm, you know, I'll just take Olga, for example. Olga has, you know, she has Patty. She has Heather. She has several people that she, you know, has been cultivating and building and developing. And as those people start to duplicate what she's doing, because, I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, you know, I would look to Olga and say, Olga, what, what were you doing to invite and effectively have people get involved in the business? Whatever that is. I'm just using an example. I'm not just pointing her out very specifically, but as an example, because she obviously had to invite a lot of people, and there were a lot of people that sat down and maybe listened to the information, and many said, maybe this is just not for me, or many just became customers, bought product from her. Either way, that activity resulted in what she did and could it, could it be better and more refined? Possibly. But I always point to the results. Whatever someone's doing on a daily basis and then look at the results of what they have at the end of a week or a couple weeks or a month to determine whether that's a good strategy or not such a good strategy. Because that's the barometer we all have to exist by, what the marketplace tells us, right? So if you have these results, then you have to say, well, what was it that occurred? <clears throat> I was having, <clears throat> excuse me, guys. I was having a great conversation uh, with uh, Heather, Heather Fordham, and we were discussing and talking about, um, you know, the, the, uh, the presentation at Perry's. And, and she said, hey, you know, I'd like to, I think it was suggested in our, um, on our text or group text, hey, could we take a look at the slides on that, on that uh, you know, on what we do on, on that event? I said, sure, because I really do have um, some results to point to that have occurred as a result of these presentations. You know, I, I, and some of I mean, obviously our capture rate is not 100%. It's probably not 90 or 80%, but there's a percentage of new people <clears throat> that have actually come to our uh, Perry's events 
<clears throat> that have gotten involved in the business. Now, with that said, I'm an actual believer that the more information that they get prior to that event, the more smaller uh, meetings and interactions that we have with them, whether it's sitting down in the boardroom or, or on a Zoom call, the more of that activity we have, three-way calls, conference calls, sampling, the more activity that we have of that prior to actually sitting down at Perry's event, what the Perry's event tends to do, <clears throat> if done correctly, is it kind of validates some of the detailed information that you can't possibly get uh, in, in a dinner or at, at a time in a venue in a restaurant. Because what, what the what the venue and the meeting does <clears throat> is it doesn't actually provide the details of the information. What it tends to do is it tends to um, uh, allow people to see the culture of the organization, to see the depth and the, and the context with which the science and the clinical information, it, it, it validates. That's really what's going on. And then people have an opportunity to interact with you guys. What, what, what we did in the last venue, in the last meeting, is just we had various members of the executive board stand up and share, you know, uh, just a bit of information about them. You know, uh, just a short, you know, quick testimonial, maybe two minutes, three minutes at the very most. And that added a lot of value to everybody's perspective of the team in place. And then they could determine in their minds, based upon backgrounds and the cross-section of information that was, you know, was being delivered and conveyed, whether they saw themselves as a good fit or not good fit, right? And, and that's, the, that's really what you're looking to accomplish because at the end of the day, regardless of the clinical information and regardless of the, uh, the details about the business model or, or the results that people can have from an economic perspective or, you know, how, you know, how, you know, Nick conveys that information or Neem, you know, communicates his information or our mind. Either way, they're always determining if, if I'm sitting here and I'm looking at, and I'm looking at this information, if I'm sitting here and I'm looking at this information, is this something that I believe uh, someone who I know close within my sphere of influence would be interested in uh, listening to and participating, how would they feel if they were sitting right here next to me? That's a determining factor for people when they get involved in this business to say if this is something that's a good fit for them or not. Because at the end of the day, no matter what it is, if, if I go to a meeting and I'm not comfortable with the information, I'm not comfortable with how it's being delivered, then I, it doesn't matter how good the product is, it doesn't matter how good the, uh, the pay plan is. It doesn't matter how good the presenters are. I'm probably, just because it's me and my sphere of influence, I'm probably not going to do a great job of promoting the events that, that lead to people making a decision. So, so those are the barometers. Now, if we look at our event venues, and, and I think this is just my opinion as I shared this with Heather, the more activity that we have leading up to those events, the better the event is going to be. Yes, I think that the slides, you know, can play a role in the presentation information, but let's look back at all these presentations that we've had with Perry's. And as I shared with, with her, I think, I think that we looked at the, the decision-making that she went through personally to get involved in the company. And I said they're probably going to be similar, um, similar results of the people who you would introduce. Because as we look back over it, and just, I'm just using Heather as one example, I think the first time Heather was introduced to the business uh, by Olga, she actually came to a, a boardroom meeting. She gathered and assembled information, <clears throat> had a chance to try the product. It was a 
over a period of time, whatever that time was. Everyone has a different time frame of evaluation. Some people <clears throat> come to the experience more prepared than others. Some people come and, and they're already looking and, and they're looking in a, in a more aggressive fashion. I would say that TN, uh, that recently has been sponsored by Mitchell, probably evaluated the business for maybe a week or two and decided that this was the right decision for him and then made a decision to get involved. Well, everyone, everyone comes with a different background and they come at a different particular point in time and their decision-making is going to be based on some of that. We've had some people, I'll just take Joseph for example, I think Joseph just checked us out for a good year before he made the decision to get involved. And I was pointing out, I think we were, we were having a brief conversation, I just, or maybe this was just with the entire team where we were talking about, look at the entire group that's evolved and been developed underneath Joseph, right? We know that it could always be bigger and better, and that's all based upon how many personal accounts Joseph brings on, but now here he is with this team in place with all these people within the organization, and, and, and it's growing. You know, down in his group, uh, you know, if things move forward, and if is always the, the big word, right, um, you know, he, he could potentially have LA Fitness and many of those different facilities down in his organization. That, what does that do? Well, that helps promote and provide, um, you know, some evidence that the, that the, the products work and that the network development component of our business works, and now he can continue to bring on new business. You know, he's got some, some fantastic stuff that is in play. We, you know, as to where it goes, we, we're, we're very optimistic, but if, uh, if things work out well, and, and we believe that they will, then Panama, an entirely new uh, country, could be involved in his organization. Well, Joseph took a, a long time in the early stage of the development of the company to make a decision to get involved. I, I'd say that uh, Nicholas who's recently involved, uh, you know, as I was just sharing his background. And, you know, I think that he's kind of, you know, been around the campfire for a moment and kind of checked things out and looked very carefully. Well, it's the, the validation for us is we know where we are in terms of our growth trend. We don't yet have, you know, five or 10,000, um, you know, brand partners in the organization with all the incentive cars parked outside of the meeting venues and, and all of the social evidence and proof. We have a good, you know, we have a good base of brand partners, don't get me wrong, considering the business environment that we've had to establish it through, and we have a great base of customers, but let's face it, at social evidence and social proof and the size of your meetings, so there's, there's two different types of people, okay, and I'm going to share the, the smaller, the larger and the smaller percentage. The largest percentage of people will come to a room as an example, let's say 100 to 200 people that are, that are engaged, involved in the organization and new people participating, the energy that that provides. So the, the vast majority of people, uh, to them, you know, they like to be around what a lot of other people are doing. That's just the vast majority of people. That doesn't mean there's nothing wrong with it, but to them, there's safety in numbers. It, it can't be a bad decision if all these people are involved. That's the way that the human uh, you know, the human experience emotionally is with respect to something that's going on. And so the vast majority of people look at that and they go, man, this is, and the, and the length of time that it takes them to make a decision becomes shortened because of the overall amount of activity. Now that's, we'll call that group A. Now group B is a different type of individual. This is more of an entrepreneur-minded individual, more of a leader, people that see things that are not as though they could be, 
They operate on, on vision. It's not the vast majority. It's the minority. That group of people looks around and says, okay, what's the, let's take a, uh, an educated assessment of where things are within the space of the industry that supports their product. Where do we believe this company is? Let's take a good look at their leadership. And they may see a room uh, at Perry's or otherwise of, say, 30 to 40 people. And what they, what they see is a room that's smaller in, in terms of where things are currently, but what could it be if they got involved and they started introducing some key people? What, what could it be if they started getting involved and they introduced people uh, like a Mitchell Holzer or an Olga Chapman or a Sarah Davidson or Joseph Trahan or Gail Kenny? What, what could the room evolve and become if they were the ones that were developing a network to that extent, then, then that entire room could be a duplication of what they could participate and do. And so they see things from that perspective. They want to get involved before the room becomes two, 300 people. They want to get involved when it's just at that point in time where there's just enough information, enough evidence, enough people involved to say, okay, we believe that this is something that is concrete, solid in value, something we can do. And then they just start getting involved and they start building in that space, right? So, so there's, but the same room, you're looking at the same exact room. One people may look, one, one group A will look at it and say, well, I love it when it's a little bit larger. I feel more comfortable, safety in numbers. That's the vast majority. That's the masses. And they're always going to follow what the leaders end up doing. Leaders will never follow a follower. A follower will follow a leader. A leader will follow a leader, but a leader will never follow a follower. So once you understand the, the, you know, some of these uh, you know, sociological complexities, you start realizing you know, now what am I going to do? There's three choices. You all either lead, you either follow, or you kind of get out of the way. That's ultimately what, what happens. I mean, that's not just you know, complicit with what we're doing in our business. That's in any business. That's in any you know, sports organization. It's in any team environment. You do one of those three things. Because if you're not leading, well, then you've got to be in a position where you're starting to participate and follow, or you can become, you know, you don't want to become a disruption, then you just get out of the way. Well, those are the things that, that we know are the same principles and the same values and the same organizational efforts that every organization has ever grown to any size participate in. And we understand that. And we also know that as we move forward, uh, you know, particularly as we close out 2021, and, you know, we're, we're not quite there yet. We've got a solid month of, of uh, December. We have a, an event that we just recently announced on December the 14th. So plenty of time between, um, you know, what we're doing, uh, closing out the month of November to build for that event. We expect that that event will be phenomenal, and there's going to be a lot of people that are on this line, and, and you guys are going to have an opportunity to kind of go out and start sharing the good news, and, and, and we'll ha I think we'll also, if I'm not mistaken, we'll get that event up on Eventbrite today so you guys can start, you know, getting, um, getting you know, your ducks in a row early. I think the key to having a great meeting personally has much more to do with the efforts to, and the activity and the promoting and inviting and having a solid room. And obviously, we can always look at the information that's being conveyed. I mean, we, we as a company, guys, and I'll just tell you this, I mean, you know, we have a compensation strategy that fits within the context of what people refer to as a network marketing compensation plan. Okay, that, that's not something we wave our flag. We're, if you come to look at the culture of our organization, 
we're, we're not doing emotionally exciting things except that we're just building solid information from within. And we're letting people have an opportunity to, to try the products. We're not trying to overstate or hype or, or trying to convince. That's not what we do in, in this company. We're just letting people see the, so, the solidity of the information. We're letting them view the information for what it is and letting them try the product and answering very pertinent questions about how this product can mirror the endocannabinoid system, you know, at, at what would make sense for them as an individual. Because there are so many people out there when we look at people that are suffering from chronic anxiety and pain and sleeplessness that our products do a tremendous job of facilitating and benefiting those issues. So what we like to try to do is to try to give people an understanding of how that, of how that works and how it can best work for them. That's really what we're trying to do. And then obviously doing the same thing with respect to our business. How does our business work and how can it best work for them? So as a result of these pieces of information that are laid out, then we have this result pattern that we have in those organized groups. And what we just recommend and we just try to encourage you guys to do is duplicate on some, in some way, form, or fashion your own version individually as your own company what we're doing. Because it, it's obviously got a, we have a result pattern. You all here are, are here this morning because you choose to be here. There's not one of you that are here because we're requiring you to be here. You're here because you choose to be here. And so if you take a look at that concept, then, then what have we done to accomplish that? Well, we share information. We have these uh, venues where we have these you know, smaller, independent, uh, you know, whether it's virtually or whether it's you know, personally, we have these smaller gatherings and meetings, and then we lead that into a little bit of a larger venue. Currently, that's just you know, probably one event a month. Uh, that we do right now at a, at, you know, at a restaurant. Well, that's, is that going to change as time goes on? Of course, because each one of you guys are in some way, form, or fashion are going to be involved in a duplication of this effort yourselves. That's the reason that we form the executive board is that it gives you guys <clears throat> a means and a venue to have active participation in, in what we're doing as a company so that then you duplicate that individually. So our goal is to help each one, of the, each one of the people on the executive board. If, I, if I'm working together with Joseph, I'm trying to help him create his own executive team, I'm trying to help Olga create her own executive team, I'm trying to help Sarah and, and, and Jeff. Let's help them facilitate and create their own executive team. Well, the first thing that you have to have before you can have an executive team is you have to have people in your business. And those people in your business then have to have an opportunity to duplicate the very same things that you're doing. This, this is what we call building it from the inside out, not from the outside in. And, and so then you have these teams, like Mitchell Holzer has his team that he's cultivating and building. Well, how can he accomplish something more? Well, probably by helping the other people within his organization, right, which he always does, like helping, you know, helping Gail, you know, helping Tian, helping the other people that he brings on front line. Then you have this result pattern that other people from the outside looking in go, oh, how did this come to be? I don't know when it was. It wasn't too long ago. We were sitting around the, uh, the uh, boardroom, and we were sitting around the conference table, and we were saying, hey, look at all the people. I think it was in the Panama meeting. I said, if you just take a look at everybody within this room, I would have never met any of you. So the magic of the business is this. I wouldn't know anybody in that room except for the fact of our business model and how it pays people on multiple generations. So do we believe in the pay plan? I, listen, I've experienced it personally 
absolutely we believe in the pay plan. But in a meeting environment, are we waving the flag to discourage people before they can get turned on in, in terms of what network marketing is? Absolutely not. I know that we've had some previous meetings where, where that was brought up and it's still overcome. This last meeting uh, that just myself and, uh, and Nick and, um, and uh, actually just myself and Nick did, I, I, was, I, made it, I brought it to, um, uh, I think, Heather's attention. I said, look, there was not even one mention of network marketing in that meeting. It was really uh, the terminology that we used because we've learned as we've gone. We don't want to turn someone off before we turn them on. Their terminology was, was more about revenue share. It was more about ex expanding and developing new markets throughout the country. It was more about getting involved within the company uh, you know, at a time when we could grow and expand and, and build market share and new, and with new healthcare providers and new people. And we just let the executive board and their background speak to the people that were currently involved. And, and so really, in my, in my humble opinion, it really has more to do with that. Now, we do have a result pattern that we can see now developing as a result of those people that were uh, brand new in attendance. Some take longer than others. But we do have people that have legitimately made a decision to get involved. Maybe they weren't individuals that were involved, you know, within everybody that are on the executive board. And so we all have to look at that and say, well, what were we individually doing to create the activity prior to that event? Was it, was it that we invited a bunch of people to the event but they had never tried the product, for example? Was it the fact that not only did they had never tried the product, but, but they were just listening. So if I'm there and I'm brand new, I'm sitting listening to this information that Jasani Patel or otherwise are, are, are sharing, and I'm listening to you guys offer results, is my opinion going to be more or less solidified? Is, my, is the speed of my decision going to be more or less or shorter if I would have tried the product prior to being in that event? Now, I'm such a believer in our product. I'm such a believer in the immediate gratification that's associated with our relief bomb. I'm such, a, I'm such a believer in the balance. I'm such a believer in the energy and the sleep. I, I'm such a believer, even, I, I mean, I believe very firmly in our MDIs. I think if you use that meter dose inhaler correctly, I think that you're going to get a result pattern. Everyone's different depending upon how you know how to use or not know how to use it. So I would just say that, yes, I'm an active believer in all the products, and I talk to people about the results I'm getting all the time. Everyone's results vary. Right? Some people just get a relief from anxiety or pain or sleeplessness. Other people get increased focus, concentration, depending upon who they are, what their background is. I mean, you know, how their endocannabinoid system works, how, whether it's been exposed to cannabinoids or not. Everyone has a different result pattern. And so if you're sharing that information and you're out there talking to people and you give them an opportunity to kind of maybe meet or talk with some of the people that you have involved in the business or that you're working with, you know, that, that you're teaming up with, that's a – that's a real added value prior to them coming and looking at maybe that larger group as it is now. I mean, it may only be 30-plus 30, 30 people, but it gives them more information. And, and now you're probably going to bring them a lot further, a lot faster, if you would have had some of that interaction prior to them coming to the event. It, 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 so much so that you might even have some of your new people that you're just introducing to the business bringing new people. And I've seen that happen. I've seen people that are, that are here that, you know, we reach out to and, and, oh, yeah, I'd love to come over and check it out. And, you know, do you mind if I bring a guest? Well, that is always good. But the more people we have sampled and spun up on the information prior to coming to that event, the better 
the event's going to become. And I can only share this with you uh, based upon my own experience. Everybody here has you know, different, per different perspective, a different prism with which they see the world through, and I get that. But you have to expand that a little bit beyond just the information. Look, do I believe the information at these meetings is, is good? Could it, could it always get a little more refined and better? Probably. That's typically the way we see everything. Everything can always be a little bit better. But the primary focus, the, the, the thing on a scale of 1 to 10 I would be paying the most attention to, like a 9 or a 10 on a scale of 1 to 10, is probably more about what I'm doing to communicate information on a regular basis and have more participation, more people invited, more people showing up. That's where I would put most of my focus. What I'm saying and what I'm doing to communicate information that would lead people to at least you know, uh, have their evaluation of the business. That's where the primary focus needs to be. Once you have a full room of people, in my humble opinion, and they have a chance to listen to the structure of our business model, they have a chance to listen to uh, Dr. Jasani and Dr. Patel, and most importantly, all of you, I believe so firmly in that, in the context of that venue, that if you have, listen, you can't say the wrong thing to the right person. I believe that, okay? But I just think that sometimes you have people that come in not having seen or known anything, and now we're going to try to take them from soup to nuts when they see that meeting and then maybe have an opportunity to view the comp plan beyond that and then have an expectation that they're going to just get involved. That's probably not going to happen. What will most likely happen is if we do a good job on the front end, then everything on the back end gets a lot easier. It's much more streamlined and much easier for people to, get, uh, to come to those events, get that social validation, social proof. They can see the cross-section of who you guys are, which to me is the highest selling point that we have, and then understand a little bit of the information because what they're doing is they're saying, do I believe that this thing can develop and grow from a network perspective beyond where it is, and that I can be, what's in it for me? W-I-I-F-M. What am I going to get if I get involved? Can I attract people like this? And if the answer is yes, if the answer is yes in most cases, then they're going to make a decision to get involved, guys. So I just share that information with you because I know that we're doing everything that we can do to be as refined and as good as we can. And I'm all about looking at the information I'm all about looking at what's presented. I think that's valuable. But having had the experience myself of building for events and meetings, actually in the field and having results, I always pay most of my attention and most of my focus on what's involved in my efforts to create the activity. And as a result of having more activity, then I'm always going to have a, a better result in the end. Now, I can, I can certainly appreciate you know, making sure that we have you know, the right environment that can always get a bit more refined, right? Maybe we have you know, a, you know, uh, something grilled rather than fried on our foods, or maybe we make sure you know, that we don't, you know, we, we don't have you know, uh, well drinks throughout the evening so people can stay a little more focused with just beer and wine. I, there's always these things, making, the room, making sure the room is set up com completely right. Hey, let's make sure that the slides and the events are in the meetings is, is exactly what it should be, although most people leave fact of the matter is most people leave only retaining a small portion of what they heard in that event. The question is, was that event something that tipped them off as a result of previous information, that, man, this is something I believe in, or was it, the, was it our efforts to try to make sure that we were trying to get them to absorb more than the normal percentage of information that they would all 
otherwise already have and then lead them into another meeting. That's a little bit of a tougher play. So it, it's just understanding these things. And I think once we do and we accept it, now we can put our focus on the things that make the most difference. And if we get more activity and we have more people that are being introduced to this product and we have more people that are coming and looking at the information, in my, in my experience, you're going to have a better result. You're going to have a much better result. And you're going to have more people uh, that will be getting involved in your business. You have a faster growth trend within your network. And then it's always just wash, rinse, and repeat. It's just continuing to do the same thing. It doesn't have to be in that same exact venue whatsoever, no. I imagine that most of you probably realize we're not going to build a billion-dollar company by doing meetings at Perry's. Okay? It's got to be individuals who start doing their own private business receptions and start taking on the mantle of leadership and duplicating to some extent. Right? I, an example that I know up, up in Belton, we have a, a private business reception uh, that Sarah and Jeff are doing among all the things that they've been challenged with. Okay? Most of you know they've had some significant challenges. Really what they're looking for is support in that, in that venue that, that they're going to have at their own private business reception. I'm going to be there, and we've invited everybody else to, to, to participate and attend because what does it mean for them? Well, it means that they're getting the same type of support that you guys are, are, are getting here in Houston. So if we can, if we can support, if the people on the executive board can support Sarah and Jeff and their private business reception, I promise you Sarah and Jeff have supported everything that we've been doing here in Houston. Every time we have an event of any consequence, they're always here. Do they always have people? Not always. They have brought people. But I think most importantly, they've made the commitment to come. And so if you make the commitment to go, then there's probably going to be a good result that's going to happen. Maybe it will be for you personally. If it were me, I can just tell you I'd want to go to their, their meeting in Belton. I know it's a three-hour drive. I'd bring somebody with me to sit there and listen to the information so they can understand a little bit more about the people, understand a little bit more about these private business receptions and how they're conducted, and then you know, have people that would you know, be there with me. And I could you know, spend time talking to them on the way there and spend time talking to them on the way back. It's all about pouring into the people. It's all about spending the time making sure that people really understand. It's, all, it's not necessarily all about how much you know. Okay? It's a, probably more about how much you care. Once they know how much you care, then they start paying attention to how much more you know. And those are always the leading factors that determine whether someone has success. And then it, for those of us living right here in Houston, okay, if somebody says, hey, I'm going to have a PBR, then I would just – you know, my recommendation is let's support that PBR so people can see the same cross-section and value of lots of other people at the meeting. It, it, let's say, for example, I'll just use Patty. I know Patty's going to have a Christmas party, but let's say that Patty had a private business reception for WBRX, and she placed that type of emphasis and that type of importance and said, I'm going to do it at my home. And then, then various people on the executive board support that meeting. You go to that meeting, and it's, you know, it's maybe an hour, an hour and a half at the very longest. It starts at 6 and ends at 7.30. Now, if someone's gone to a private business reception, they've heard people share their testimonies, and they get free product, and maybe they see a few pieces of information on a couple slides, I promise you you're going to be much further along with that candidate or that prospect by the time they come to an, a, a Perry's-like event because then they would have had more they would have information in a smaller gathering, seen or listened to maybe people three-way call, a conference call, 
and then gone to a venue where there's more social proof, listen to the medical doctors, they get a full complexion. That's how you build this type of business. And then each one of us, and just imagine if each one of you started having an actual schedule of PBRs. It's a concept. And if individually you have this schedule of PBRs, then before you know it, you have a way to predict and track the growth of your business. Because the more PBRs that you have and that you have other people come to collectively, those are smaller venues in, in, in people's boardrooms or offices or homes. And then now you're just having a multiple of that same event. And now you have these smaller events building into these larger events. That's how you start maximizing a result pattern. Because people come, they have a chance to experience the product, experience you. That's really what they're buying. They're buying the product, they're buying you. And they're buy then they start to understand as we go. In most cases, people don't even learn the compensation plan until they start earning in the compensation plan. And I can tell you, I can go right down the line of everybody involved in the company, executive board and otherwise, and, and here's a question. How many times have you seen other people in this executive board actually sitting down and going through the details of the compensation plan before somebody makes a decision? I can just tell you this, in most cases, that information has been conveyed by a recorded call or by a Zoom call or something that we as a company have done in the boardroom. Now imagine for a moment a duplication of that same effort done by you all. And now the people that are coming to take a look at the business, let's say for example if I'm looking at the business with Mitchell Holzer, and Mitchell's the one walking me through that information, and then I, he gets validated by the Perry's event or by Dr. Jasani, Dr. Patel, and, and, and our involvement, what is that how does that position Mitchell's role within the company to a brand new prospect? It gives him more social evidence and more social proof. It, it solidifies and validates him. Let's take Jeff and, and Sarah with their PBR that they're going to have in Belton. What does that do for them when they have people, when people, if I'm brand new, I'm one of their prospects, and they see uh, an Olga Chapman coming to visit that meeting. I'm just throwing this out there, guys. This is not a pressure. I'm just saying, just an example. Or, or Gail Kenny, or, 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 or you know, any one of the people on the executive board, Mitchell Holzer, what is that going to say to the new prospect? new prospect is going to go, wow, these guys have a team here. This is not just about me and Sarah and Jeff. This is about a team effort, about people coming to support. They must place enough value on the opportunity. And it's always based on that, guys. When I, when I can tell you one thing, when I sit down with a brand new person, whether they choose to get involved or not, what I always try to make sure that they have is a clear picture of my vision of what we're going to build. Not where we are. I, I always talk about a little bit of information that suggests where we are, but I talk most importantly about where we're going and how we're going to get there. So if I'm you and I'm talking to people, I just ask the question, what is the information you're conveying? Is it limited to the experience of a sample pack? Maybe, if, if, if even that. Or is, or, or, or is it something along the lines of building a national and international uh, you know, uh, marketing and, and, and distribution company where you believe that you're going to have a, a, a subset of a very strong percentage of the growth trend within the CBD space because of this huge network that you're developing, and as the vision I convey is as regulation provides, 
we're going to have more and more medical participation, more and more healthcare participation, more and more people that are going to use increased dosing, yes, of THC and other cannabinoids. What is that going to do to perpetuate the growth of the consumer base? It's going to perpetuate it immensely. So, but we start off, where we start off as a company was just with an idea and, and a business plan and a pitch deck. That's all we started with. And everything that has happened since 2018 to where we're at today has been as a result of vision and belief. And whether you believe or don't believe, and I'll just end with this, guys, because I try to keep the calls within 45 minutes. Whether you believe or don't believe, I'll just end with this. this uh, the largest organization that the world, as we know it today, in, in the last, I think, uh, what is it, 6,000 years of recorded history, right? The largest organization that the world's ever seen was built by 12 people, going out in pairs of twos, and they, here is what they were selling. If you believe, you ascend. If you don't, you go down. <laughs> That's a tough sell. But irrespective of that sell, right, and, and by the way, if you get caught selling it, you're going to get your head cut off, right? I mean, that's what they were facing. But it didn't make any difference. To this day, Christianity is the largest organization that the world has ever seen. It was built by 12 people that went out in pairs and communicated with vision and belief something that has expanded and grown to be the largest organization the world has ever seen. Whether you believe or don't believe is not the issue. That is a fact. And it started out, and they, they didn't have very much to start with, right? Now, as we look at building any organization, what is it that's going to grow our company? It's going to be vision and belief, and it's going to be a collective group of people that have vision and belief, and they're going to have the vision and belief, yes, in the product, yes, in the compensation plan and the business model, but most importantly, the people and the type of people that are collectively attracted, the culture of the organization is going to sit at the middle of whether your company grows or doesn't grow. And what does that mean? It starts with you. It starts with your vision. It starts with your belief. It starts with what you're prepared to do to build an organization that's where it really does begin. I'm not here to tell you that this is something that everybody is going to buy into. I'm telling you it's not. Some people are not interested in the energy and the work required to build something like this. I get that. I've gotten that for 30 years. It doesn't make any difference. The question I ask myself is, do I have the vision? Do I have the belief? And I, am I prepared to go out there on a daily basis and build this, not just based upon my previous experience, but based upon what I see going on today, am I prepared to do that? And if that answer is yes, then you have a very big opportunity. If the answer is no or you're not sure, then you're going to have to resolve that before you can have the optimum set of opportunities that's available to you. So guys, I appreciate the time that you spent on these calls. It's been now, here it is, 9.14. I promise to not take it any more than 45 minutes. And I really do appreciate you guys spending this time on these calls because I do think that to some extent it can kind of get us refocused, reestablished, rethinking, and, and recalibrating ourselves as we move through, uh, you know, even Thanksgiving week and we close out in November, what are the possibilities? What are the what-ifs on the positive side? Because I can tell you this, every, everything that I've ever done that's been worth anything has always happened because not people say, you know, man, I don't know, this person, I'm not sure, that person, that organization. You know, people don't lack capital. They don't lack, it isn't money that they lack. It's, it's ingenuity and ideas. That's what they lack. And, and if we can reinforce that 
and we can give people a sense and a direction to follow and, and give them something of consequence to believe in, I can promise you some of the paychecks that are going to take place as a result of activity in November are going to give people a lot of reason to believe in December. When you start paying people fourteen, fifteen, seventeen, twenty thousand dollars of revenue because of what's going on in their organization in November, that opens some eyes and ears. And we know like bees to honey, people come once they see the result. We're doing the work necessary prior to that to give those outcomes. So guys, thank you so much. I appreciate your time and your energy and your effort and all that you do to build this company, the executive board. I'm so excited about you guys. You have no idea about the plans and the things that we're going to be doing in 2022. We're going to be doing big things, traveling to new markets, expanding and growing. But, uh, it, you know, it's our weekly focus. It's the time and energy we spend on a daily basis that contributes to where we go. So thank you so much for your time this morning, guys. Have a blessed day. For those of you that are on the phone, I'll, I'll see some of you over at, uh, at the 11 o'clock luncheon with Joseph Trahan over at the uh, Federal Grill uh, over at the BizPAC event. We're excited about uh, going over there and seeing uh, yet another candidate for governor of the great state of Texas. So we'll see you soon. God bless. Bye-bye.